Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Great honor to have with us Stuart A. Bernstein on the Rust Report, and he's a former United States ambassador to Denmark. We had another ambassador to Denmark recently, Carla Sands, on this program, as we have featured ambassadors Walters, Ron Gidwitz, Earl Mack on this program many times. We're going to talk about a lot of world issues with this noted diplomat. Ambassador Stuart Bernstein of Washington, D.C. came to Denmark with a distinguished career as a successful businessman and community leader, both in the U.S. and abroad. He arrived in Denmark in 2001 and presented his credentials to Her Majesty Queen Margrethe in 2001. He completed his tour of duty on January 16, 2005. Former United States Ambassador Stuart A. Bernstein. We now have two wars in the world. Under Donald Trump we had none, now we have two. Um, it's really a matter of tremendous concern and economically it's devastating in addition to the loss of lives. How are we going to stop these wars? How do you see this Ambassador Stuart Bernstein? Brian, thank you for inviting me to be with you today. Uh, it's uh, troubled times going on. Uh, first, going back to uh, Ukraine, it would be unconscionable, it would be a travesty to let Putin get away with this. And uh, I, I don't know how it ends, but uh, it blows me away that the rest of the world sits back and lets uh, another country take over, try to take over an uh, an independent country like Ukraine, and how inept the United Nations is. It's, uh, it's quite a travesty. The Middle East, Israel, that is something that uh, is a sad, sad commentary. Uh, one of my favorite uh, reporters is Tom Friedman, and nobody articulates it like he does. He's amazing. And he, uh, he's he got what I think is 
how it could end up and should end up, which is uh, they got to get rid of Hamas. They got to get back to the table. They got to get rid of the right wing in Israel. Uh, they got to have a two-state solution. They got to figure out how to uh, manage Gaza. Uh, and it's a it's a sad sad commentary that we are the hate and the ugliness and it's like our political system it's a little broken right now I think the ugliness we have we live in the greatest country in the world here in America and uh, it concerns me it concerns me that uh, we could lose the freedom and the democracy that we have here. Let's talk about anti-Semitism. <clears throat> this is a, a crippling situation when we see on campuses around the United States where students scream out, kill the Jews from the sea to the ocean, wanting to wipe out the state of Israel. To me, it's unbelievable after World War II when my parents survived World War II. They were in Warsaw at the time when it was leveled. My father was a physician. And I would never think that this anti-Semitism would come again after Hitler. And here it is, all over the world. How are we going to fight this anti-Semitism? How are we going to win this horrible battle with hate? Uh, a very important question. Uh, as a Jew, it concerns me greatly. I went to Berlin, it's a beautiful city, and they have a Jewish museum there, but it's not about the Holocaust. It shows how in the early 1900s, the Jews lived in Berlin like they live here in America. Doctors, lawyers, professors, That's how it was in Poland before World War II. Same? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then look what happened. So that scares me. You never dreamed, they never dreamed it could happen there. And you never think this country, the greatest country in the world, it, it could happen here. And uh, Bob Kraft, who owns the Patriots. I've met him in Florida, yeah. Yeah, he's done an amazing thing. He's raised, he's given personally $25 million and raised millions to ask and get uh, non-Jews non to support the fight against anti-Semitism. But it's something that I personally have never experienced. It's amazing. Uh, I'm 85 years old, and I, as a child growing up, I, I can say I never had that, uh, anybody call me a dirty Jew or have any of that. But it's obviously a historic problem that goes back from the beginning of time. Some people think it's jealousy. Some people, it's, it's, you, it's God's chosen people. Uh, it's, 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 it's horrible. I, uh, I, I know we got to stand up. I, I've never seen Jews more united. Uh, and, uh, you know, we represent 2.4% of the American population 
and the Jews give 30% of all the philanthropy in America. Wonderful. Uh, why, Beautiful. Why, why should we be so resented? We've contributed. Do you know how many Nobel laureates uh, come from the Jewish faith compared to any others? The percentage is, is mind-boggling. We, uh, we never... We're not, we're not really victims. We, uh, we want to we help and make the world better. A lot of the great doctors and scientists uh, have done things to make this world a better, safer world. Uh, it's a start, start thing that goes way back and uh, it concerns me greatly because I love this country so much. I, you, you call my, my cell and if I don't pick up it says God bless America and it said that for the last 40, 50 years I've had that. We're learning a great deal from a great patriot who is the United States Ambassador to Denmark, Stuart A. Bernstein. We're doing a remote taping in the Palm Beaches in Florida. If you're listening in Toronto, Buffalo, or Washington, D.C., drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520 Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand with our 50,000 watts of clear channel power. So drop us a note. I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guests, Cliff Bell and Stan Coleman, regarding Martin Luther King presentations, and Michael Pawlowski, acting with the National Polish American Congress. A little bit more information about our guest. For over 40 years, Ambassador Bernstein was a recognized leader in real estate development, investment, and management in the Mid-Atlantic region, with a focus of his business efforts centered in Washington, D.C. Ambassador Bernstein also has had a distinguished career serving many charitable causes. His efforts in the community have earned him recognition and many awards. Ambassador Stuart A. Bernstein, an honor to have you on the program. Let's talk about your highlights being an ambassador for the United States, which is a wonderful, prestigious, powerful position. What were the highlights, Ambassador Bernstein? Wow, that's, uh, first it was a great honor. It was amazing. Uh, 30% of the ambassadors are picked by the president, people that uh, helped him get elected. And I was fortunate, uh, and I later found out that uh, he decides who goes where. Uh, and he picked Denmark because he wanted a couple to represent him to the royal family. So I give my wife, Wilma, a lot of credit. A lovely woman. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for we're, us going to uh, Denmark. Um, I, I arrived in Denmark, uh, and a couple weeks after I was, uh, three weeks after I was there, oh, I, thought, uh, I had so many highlights. Uh, one of the highlights was America was giving back on naval base in in uh, Greenland, which is owned, which Denmark owns. And so uh, I got to go with the Queen, the Prime Minister, and Minister of Defense 
over to Greenland for this ceremony, returning in this naval base after 50 years. And we got fogged in in one of the little areas. So here I am, a new ambassador, and I get to hang out and spend time with the prime minister, the queen, and the, and the top dignitaries and get to know them. And that was a, a great pleasure. And then uh, I was going back to Washington for my nephew's wedding about three weeks after I'd been there. And it was on 9-11. And uh, I was on an SAS airline, Scandinavian airline, a Norwegian pilot. And he knew the American ambassador was on the plane. And he comes back and says, Mr. Ambassador, I need to talk to you. And I could tell by his voice something was wrong. Terrible. You think about the president. You think about your family. And I stand up outside the cockpit, and he said, I'm sorry to inform you, Mr. Ambassador. Your country is being attacked. America? I know Pearl Harbor, but America's being attacked. Impossible. So he said, yes, two planes crashed in the World Trade Center, one in the Pentagon, several more unidentified planes. I... I, uh, I went in the bathroom to compose myself, and then he invited me to come into the uh, into the cockpit and call the embassy. Got a hold of my deputy. He said, "You got to get back here." And my wife had gone to Washington the day before. Uh, her mother was not well, so uh, he told me he talked to her, and she was safe. We got back. We went to Iceland to refuel. Got back at one in the morning. I went home. I went to sleep, got a couple hours sleep, went back, and uh, thousands came to the embassy, and uh, I kept going out to thank them, and then went to see, uh, two days later, they had a memorial service with the Queen and the Prime Minister, and all the ambassadors came, and it was, uh, it changed the job. Uh, you're then... You know, you're the uh, an ambassador is the president's personal representative of the country. You get the you get asked to go in and uh, ask Denmark to join the coalition. I was asked to go in and have them send troops. I was asked one time to go in and send forensic experts, uh, and uh, it was uh, it, it made the job a lot more interesting. Uh, and um, uh, I then had a couple other highlights that I'll, I'll switch to. Uh, sometimes you need a little luck in whatever you do. Uh, I decided at one point to meet with the different heads of the political parties. It's a political uh, parliamentary system over there. And um, I met with this one leader. And I said, you're going to be prime minister one day. He says, how do you know? I said, well, the bodyguards tell me that you're the <laughs> only one. Are smart. You're yeah. the only one that stands up to the immigrants who come there and just want the money and not want to be part of uh, the Danish society like when immigrants come to America and they want to be part of the American dream. And uh, under their system, a week later, the sitting prime minister calls for an election. Make a long story short, a month, the way their system works, he was the prime minister. 
after I told him he was going to be prime minister. So then I... Well, maybe I, you're psychic. I don't know. I called the president's secretary. I said, i got to get the president a message. She said, he's leaving for the ranch an hour and a half. Fax it to me. I'll hand it to him. Dear Mr. President, love my job. We just had an election, got a new prime minister. If you could call him and congratulate him, it would really be helpful to me. So two days later... Bush calls, President Bush calls the Prime Minister, congratulates him, and invites him to Washington. So the Prime Minister knows I arrange it, so whenever I need to see him, he'd take my call or, or, or take, see me that day. It was uh, a major highlight. Uh, I, had a, I had a great run. I had a great run, and uh, they're a great country. Uh, and uh, got to know the royal family. The uh, the Queen has just announced she's stepping down, and the Prime Minister is, and and the King is going to be, the Crown Prince is going to be the next King of Denmark. That just happened, and I had a nice relationship with the Crown Prince. The bodyguards used to tell me that they were the Crown Prince. He had the same bodyguards, and they, he was always trying to ditch him when he got his driver's license. <laughs> Oh, great times. Well, great. President Kennedy was known when he was president to ditch the Secret Service, too, in Bombay, <laughs> so I guess that's part of the job. Yes, uh, yes. For those those who just tuned in to the Rust Report, we're honored to have former ambassador to Denmark, Stuart A. Bernstein, a great patriot and diplomat. little plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. To have the latest news from Poland and Polonia, in your mailbox each week. Let's talk about the status of the United States worldwide. Is our image being hurt now with two wars going on and so much disunity in the United States? Uh, how is the esteem of the United States worldwide yes. today? Yes, yes. I'm very concerned about it, very concerned about it. We're not showing the strength I'll give Biden credit for supporting Israel and supporting Ukraine, but uh, we're not showing the strength and, and standing up for principles in a more in a, a stronger way. And I'm very concerned. I, when I was ambassador, I was involved in getting the Baltics to join. Uh, uh, NATO, and uh, it was uh, crucial, important. It was a big step, and they're feeling very vulnerable right now. And if Putin gets away with Ukraine, the rest of Europe is going to be in in deep trouble. It's amazing when you stop and think all the problems in the world today. It's these dictators in North Korea, in Venezuela, in China, in 
Turkey, where they they get this power. And I don't want to see that happen in America, but yet we have to be stronger and we have to stand up to uh, uh, and not show weakness. We've got to be strong. We cannot let Putin get away with this. We've got to figure out how we uh, solve the Middle East problem. It's, uh, it's crucial. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Ukraine in just a moment. For those who just tuned in, we're honored to have former United States Ambassador Stuart A. Bernstein on the Rush Report on the Bet AM 1520. A little bit more information about Ambassador Stuart A. Bernstein. He's a graduate of American University and was a member of the Board of Trustees of that institution. He also served on numerous other boards, both nationally and internationally. In 91, Ambassador Bernstein was appointed by President George H.W. Bush as a commissioner of the International Cultural and Trade Center. The following year, in recognition of his achievements, President H.W. Bush appointed him as trustee of the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, where he served until he was appointed ambassador to Denmark in 2001. And he has a lovely wife, Wilma, who I was fortunate to meet the other night. If you're listening in Montreal, Chictawaga, New York, or northern Florida, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Russ, care of the Rusk Report. And that's 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. Let's talk about the Ukraine war. We've had tens of thousands killed, probably a trillion dollars in damage. It reminds me of when my parents used to tell me how when they were in Warsaw, 1939 was leveled, and now pretty much most of the Ukraine is leveled. Um, can the Ukraine win this war against the Russian bear? It's going to depend on America and NATO. And uh, the answer, you know, one of the things that I don't understand, we put these uh, economic sanctions on, but I don't see them being very effective. Uh, maybe you have a sense of why they're not effective. Well, don't you I mean, think they only Russia, respect the bayonet? They don't care about anything else. I know, but how, how is Russia going to survive without tourism, without... Uh, if, if they don't have Europe and America, uh, how, how do they try? They can't economically and with the sanctions and all the oligarchs that they've uh, put s sanctions on to I mean it's gotta they gotta feel the pinch but I don't see them feeling the the pinch uh, it's a sad commentary where we are but war has been since the beginning of mankind it's uh, it's we're just uh you know, one of the things that made me so proud when I was an ambassador is these other ambassadors from other countries would come up to me and say, you know, you are, a, you've got every culture, every religion, every race in America, and you seem to get along with everybody. I mean, we've had our ups and downs, but uh, how, how does it work? I had, I had him say, the Shias and the Sunnis hate each other more than they hate the Jews. 
and uh, the the and it used to make me so proud to say, as an American of a Jewish faith, that my closest, dearest friends were black, white, Christian, Jew, Muslim, uh, Arab, every, you you name it. Really, dear dear friends. Uh, it, it's. It's, it's it's a sad commentary where we are. We thought at the end of the Cold War that we'd be in a new era, but it hasn't happened. When the wall came down and the Soviet Union, and uh, uh. it's concerning. Let's talk about Israel, the survival of Israel. They were attacked, and it disturbs me very much when the media blames Israel for the Hamas attacks. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. But they've been attacked, they're fighting back. Uh, how do you see the survival for the future with the state of Israel? Uh, it's, it will survive. It has to survive. Uh, the New York Times had on the front page yesterday uh, a detailed description of the sexual harassment that took place. It was beyond comprehension. Terrible. And the New York Times was just going along, alleged this, alleged that, but now they had the proof. They went over and finally came through with the proof of the barbaric behavior of what happened. I don't know if you saw that, that article. And, uh, you know what I often see the New York Times as being more pro Hamas than Israel. Uh, they, at least this showed, uh, sometimes they do. You know, I use the analogy. I think it is devastating that so many innocent people have died there. But in World War II, in, in, in Gaza, in World War II, uh, a hundred or a hundred and some thousand people died from the atomic bomb. Innocent people. But we saved a million American lives. Uh, it is tragic that so many people have died. But who started it? Who, who, Absolutely. who, who, who uh, caused this? Two thousand missiles in the middle of the night. Uh, you, 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 you cannot let evil get away. And I can tell you, Israel will, Israel will survive. The fact that they've survived all the wars that they have. Uh, but I, I feel I'm an optimist. Someday they will live in peace together someday. I, I believe so. it. I'm sorry but we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned from a great diplomat and statesman. Ambassador Stuart A. Bernstein on the Rusk Report. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, our Director of Production. And thank you for your devotion to your country, your love of America. And Brian, thank you for what you do to make this world a better place. I'm trying to bring it together. So we wish you and all of our listeners a very happy and healthy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be with you. My pleasure. 
You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.